Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Allen to throw it in. Here we go. Waiting, looking, 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 looking. Lobbed it over the top to Durant. Ball knocked away. The ball game's over. Draymond Green deflected the ball. Game's over. Warriors win. Are we sure? 113 to 112. Handshakes and hugs on the floor below us. And the Warriors get the win. Well, that was unbelievable. And so un just that game was fulfilling in so many ways. I'm sure for Golden State Warriors fans, I'm sure for the players, the personnel, coaching staff, front office, and what was a marquee victory on a nationally televised audience and level and just so many eyes, ears, hearts in this game today against Golden State and Phoenix. And for me, that was first and foremost, an unbelievably bas- an unbelievably great basketball game. As we welcome you in here to Warriors Live on 95.7 The Game, Evan Ginnings with you live from Chase Center at, after one of the, the great games that I've witnessed um, in quite some time. And it's just so fulfilling, number one, to see the Warriors win this type of game. That was their second one-point win of the season. you got to go all the way back to November 1st against Sacramento for the last time they had a victory like this. The Warriors are now back to 500. You're 25 and 25 after 50 games, but the first time at 500 since Christmas. So for the first time in 2024, this is a 500 basketball team. And it was uh, a game in which it didn't even really seesaw. I mean, it was 22 ties, 16 lead changers. I think the Suns led by as many as five. The Warriors led by as many as seven. And for a multitude of reasons, I felt like this was the best win of the season for the Golden State Warriors. And a potentially affirming win for the Warriors coming off of a four of five road trip for a five-game roadie, winning four of them, had not done that since the 2018-19 season. People are wondering, okay, well, you're able to beat up on the bottom feeders, right? Some of the teams below 500. They got to Brooklyn. They got to a shorthanded Philly team. They got to Indiana, who's above 500. But this was a Warriors team that I think everyone believed was starting to turn a corner. But this is the type of game that makes you believe that they are. And what I mean by that is, the Suns were at full strength, are probably right now the second hottest team in the NBA because the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, have lost one game in the last month. But the Suns coming in had won 12 of their 15 games. When their big three and their full starting five was playing together, 
they were playing 55-60 to 60 win pace basketball. I mean, that was a team on the opposite end of the floor tonight that does not lose very often when they have Beal, Booker, and Durant for reasons that you saw. Throughout that game, down the stretch of that game, Booker was unbelievable, but number 30 was just that much better. A final three thrown in with .7 seconds left in the game. Curry's 10th winner, uh, game winner with five seconds left in the fourth quarter overtime since 2013. That is the most in the NBA since that time. He made nine threes again following his 11-3 performance at Indiana. 20 threes in the last two games from Stephen Curry as he continues to shoot the hell out of the basketball and at the most important time. You know, I understand you look at the total numbers tonight and, and 9 of 16 certainly is going to jump out at you at 10 of 22 and 30 points for Steph Curry was a plus 10 in a game decided by a point. Uh, that man is someone that can put the team and does put this franchise and basketball team on his back continuously night after night. And for the Warriors to walk away with a win here this evening against Phoenix was, I would say, I would go so far as to say even a better win than their one midway through December against the Celtics uh, in overtime. Reason being, I would say Boston was a little bit shorthanded in that game. That was a game that the Warriors won without Draymond Green, which made it look impressive. But again, both sides at full strength. Like, if we're looking at the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, that's a potential postseason series and one that... I thought energy-wise was palpable. Like, the feeling within Chase Center tonight was supremely different for a variety of reasons. Um, First and foremost, Draymond Green was magnetic, and I thought his energy pulsated through the crowd. The return of Gary Payton II was unbelievable. And for him to have his immediate type of impact that everyone knows that he can, but in 14 minutes off the bench, 11 points, had two blocks of steal, was diving on the floor, hits a three, had a reverse dunk, a reverse alley-oop, and another putback. Like, Gary Payton II was all over the place, and the energy, I thought, was really feeding off of him as well as Draymond Green. And you can just go down the line. Like, and of course, I mean, the place, the, just the, the top of Chase Center and the, the roof blows off when Curry hits that three. But really, throughout this game, I thought there were contributions from everyone. And that, to me, is also a reason why it leads me to, leads me to believe that this was the best win of the season. If you feel that way, if you feel like the Warriors have officially turned a corner, that this is an affirmation now at 500 that they're looking to build trend up into the right direction as they head towards play in contention, eventually, hopefully, play off contention. I do want to hear from you tonight. I feel like this is about the reaction. The Warriors have been such a seesaw team this year and, again, have not been 500 since Christmas Day. I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570 because the Golden State Warriors with a one-point win against the Phoenix Suns, they take down Kevin Durant. They weather 32 points, by the way, for a third consecutive game, 32 points from Devin Booker. And Stephen Curry seals it, third consecutive game, I should say, against the Golden State Warriors. He had 32 in the win on opening night. He had 32 in Phoenix the last time they saw each other before the new year. He had 32 again, many of which down the stretch, and the Warriors were still able to weather a late flurry by him as, of course, Stephen Curry caps it off and seals it with a three-pointer and an absolute dagger with .7 seconds left. And then, of course, they even need a final stop. They actually needed two stops because Wiggins apparently commits a foul right before, takes .1 off the clock. Draymond Green gets the final poke away as the Suns don't get a shot off. And the Warriors, I think, 
appropriately end that game with a defensive stop where we did not see that in these type of situations. They lost their last three games, decided one point. Of course, the most recent one being in double overtime against the Los Angeles Lakers. But 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings here with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. Let's start things off. Oh, what's up? Drew Down is out in Tracy. Drew Down, my man. What's going on? How you feeling? Hey, what's going on, Evan? Great to hear you, man. I, I love the show y'all did in Vegas, man. That, that was awesome out there. <laughs> um, just a just an amazing win. You know, maybe maybe people think, you know, 500, oh, you know, that, they're bragging about getting to 500. But for, for the way this team struggled with the injuries, Draymond suspension, I feel like getting to 500, beating the Suns. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of criticizing the – uh, you know the the quality of the opponents that they you know that they beat you know in the last week you know whether it was Philly without Embiid the Nets you know Memphis who, who you know whatever it is they were on the road so I, I I really don't subscribe to that but it was just great to you know beat you know a quote unquote good team uh, Curry, Curry with that clutch three you know words can't describe that man he, he's just he he's the man that, that when that three went down I was literally screaming in my house. Luckily, I was here alone. If my wife was home, she would have definitely, you know, had some things to say. But um, uh, and before I touch on that, like you said about Devin Booker, a lot of people hit on hit on Devin Booker. Devin Booker's a dog. That yep. man gets buckets. He hit some cold blooded transition threes that that almost did us in. So maybe he doesn't have a ring. You know, he whines, but at the end of the day, that guy's a baller. So just wanted to get that out the way. But uh, I like to see uh, J.K. He he's really become that second consistent scorer on this team that they really didn't have. You know, in the first half of the season. You know, nobody was really was really scoring. Wiggins was struggling. Clay was struggling. You know, J.K. is consistently putting in 15 to 20 at minimum every game. So I think that's definitely help uh, helping taking some of the pressure off Curry. Uh, Draymond Green, uh, I thought Draymond was amazing tonight. You know, whether he was scoring, dishing, he had some straight dimes. Whether it was to Wiggins, Kaminga, some other some other passes that some other players probably wouldn't even attempt. And I I love how uh, him and Nurkic were going at it when Nurkic scored on him and hit him with a too small. And then Draymond came back and scored on him and hit him with the too small. That was good. And uh, GP2, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm glad to have him back, but I, I definitely didn't anticipate him having that type of uh, impact off the bench. I don't know if we win that game without his energy, his scoring. He had a big three. He rolled into the basket, Duncan. He had a like, layup alley-oop. Pods all-around game. And Pods and Lester both hit some big-time threes with, with the uh, with the shot clock expiring. My uh, my one you know negative you know Loon Sarich and TJD you know basically gave us nothing from the you know big position so that was kind of rough but at the end of the day huge clutch win against a good team good vibes right now let's keep this win streak rolling and see if we can get over five hundred thanks Evan. Appreciate that, Drew Down. Lots to unpack there and a lot of good stuff. You know, I'm with you. I think that maybe there's one thing you can nitpick about the game. It would be the production from the five outside of Draymond Green. But, uh, you know, again, this is a team that has now won six of his last seven games. And even if you go back further than that, you know, this is a team, if you just look at the last ten, their three losses now have come by one point, one point, and three points, two of those losses being in overtime. So I understand the kind of clutch concerns maybe heading into this game, and not that they're done away with, but the Warriors, over their last now, <laughs> over their last 10 games, are essentially five points away from being 10-0. and 0. 
Like, that's the margin of error right now for this team since the unfortunate and tragic passing of, of Milijovic, which caused them to miss two games. By the way, they'll make up one of those coming up on February 15th, so three more games left before the All-Star break, and that's part of this, too. That was a huge win for the Warriors, number one, to, of course, get it done in clutch time. Curry snatches victory from the jaws of defeat, nailing that shot. By the way, a fantastic inbounds pass from Brandon Pajemski, just getting it past an outstretched hand to Beal that jumped the pass, felt like he was going to get there, and Curry turns and just throws in an ice-cold dagger. But within the macro schedule side of things, yes, you're 25-25. and 25. Awesome. You've won 6 of 7. That's great. You're now 7 of your last 10. That's also important. But within the Western Conference, that win officially moves you into the play-in. You're a half game ahead of the Utah Jazz right now, who you face on Monday. You then face also on Thursday with the Los Angeles Clippers sandwiched in there before the tra- before the All-Star break. So right now, if you're looking at this kind of stretch, and this is always difficult for teams, I think, with you know the, the break, the end of the tunnel, so to speak, for not the first half of the season, but the first 50-ish plus games of the season, you're trying to just sprint to this not, prover- not proverbial finish line, but kind of this breaking point in the season. The Warriors are playing their best basketball, it appears, going into the All-Star break, which is an awesome place to be because you figured out that Draymond Green being back is a difference changer, that this starting five, Draymond gluing together Wiggins and Kaminga, but I also want to give them credit. Like, this is one thing, and I know Kerr's talked about Draymond being the key to them. But from what I've seen, those guys, number one, have bought into playing with each other. Number two, have just played better. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is probably more the, you know, the defense or the offensive side of the two. Wiggins, by the way, now in the last three games has picked up Tyrese, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton, and Devin Booker right off the rip. That dude is honing in on number one potential scoring options or initiating sort of players because Maxey had, didn't have Embiid, so he's got to be the one in that game. Halliburton obviously is the one. And then I would say Devin Booker, though Kevin Durant is probably a better and more efficient scorer, and Bradley Bill is certainly no slouch, Book has to play both the point and the two at times for this Suns team. Stopping him stops the ball movement that Phoenix doesn't play with a whole lot of anyways, but when he's creating, and I'm with you, Drew, down on this, I think Devin Booker is an absolute dog, and he showed that down the stretch of that basketball game. So Wiggins picking him up has been huge. But really, those, those the starting five along with the bench now falling into line, Pajemski emerging as a player that can now close games consistently. You know, what that means for Klay Thompson and all the rest, I, I it really doesn't matter to me at this point because they're winning basketball games. And I think that Klay Thompson is someone, along with the rest of the roster, that would tell you the same. Their roles are whatever they're supposed to be if they're winning basketball games. And since... The postponed games in January 19th, and really since the return of Draymond Green, this has looked like a different basketball team. And it's not all because of Dray. I mean, it's because Curry also, by the way, now in his last 10 games, has averaged over 30 points, is shooting nearly 50% from three-point range, and is shooting over 50% from the floor. He's been the offensive force that we know he can be. Jonathan Kaminga has slotted in as the number two player on offense. Defensively, Wiggins has stepped up. Even someone like Clay tonight, I thought, fought on the defense end of the court early in the game, though his shot wasn't falling. And of course, Draymond brings everything together as the ultimate type of center fielder. I mean, I call that dude Andrew Jones back there. That man has gold gloves on gold gloves, though he's only got one DPOY tonight against, of course, a bigger Nurkic that I thought extracted the best out of Draymond Green. He had himself a throwback game. That, I forget which quarter it was. It might have been the second quarter or the third out of the half. 
But the Curry to Draymond lob to Kaminga from the dunker spot reminded me of a young Draymond in 2015. You know, throwing that lob to whether it was Bogut, um, Harrison Barnes cutting from the backside. That was a throwback type of Draymond Green game, defensively and offensively initiating things. I thought he was fantastic tonight against the Suns team that he also had to switch off, whether he was guarding Nurkic, he was on Durant at times, he even had to guard a couple of smaller players. Like, Draymond Green was everywhere on the floor, and the Warriors need him to be because, again, uh, to kind of point out, I guess, the one area of the game that you would want to see more from was the backup for whoever was coming in for Draymond Green. Like, I thought the Warriors were in a position tonight to survive the Draymond Green minutes, in addition to, of course, the non-Steph Curry minutes. Uh, So that's something we can definitely discuss. But overall, again, best win of the season. You're taking on the second hottest team in the NBA at full strength. You're at full strength, and the Warriors are playing their best basketball right now. They've now won seven games out of their last ten as they defeat the Phoenix Suns 113-112 to here this evening at Chase Center. Let's get out to Joe in San Jose. Let's get things going. 888-957-9570. Joe's in San Jose. What's going on, man? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? I got you, Joe. Okay, thank you, man. Yeah, it was a very entertaining game down to the minute, win or lose. It, you know, it, it, it was very entertaining. It, you you want them to give them their best. You just don't want them to get a blowout. But, yeah, they've been playing good. Best. But I got a couple of negatives. Okay. I, I think the uh, the turnovers, you know, they, I don't know if they can clean that up, but they, they need to because, um, you know, the turnovers can, can kill them later on in other games. So if they can cut that down, it, it was pretty down today, but if they can cut it down low. And the other one is that um, the other negative is I don't know the wear and tear this gang going to put on the Warriors coming up for this game because they, they're not as good as they used to be. But I just hope they can keep that energy. JP, uh, um, JP3 coming back can give him that energy because the, the wear and tear. And the one more negative is that, um, man, Kaminga, what do you think about this? Because um, it took Kaminga to go public to say that he needed more playing time. <laughs> and all this time, this guy was probably a superstar, and now it's coming to light. He's a good offensive option. When the threes are not falling down, because he'll drive in on you and and, uh, and, and get a shot, uh, get a shot off. So, what do yep. you think about uh, my negatives? Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on the negatives, just because again, I think this was an exhilarating victory to be enthusiastic about, but. You know, I mean, I, th- I think uh, Kaminga has shown that, yes, he probably should have been getting significant minutes before Kerr decided to give it to him. But at the same time, you could make a case. It, de- it just depends on how you look at it. Like, you can make the case the fact that Kaminga is ready for his moment is a testament to the developmental part of uh, part of things in Golden State. Um, I mean, the fact that he's 21 years old, and I think that was his 13th game this season in which he scored 20 or more points, and it was almost like a quiet 21, but I thought that he stabilized an offense, especially for periods in the second quarter and more in the third quarter when the Phoenix Suns were starting to go on a run. Kaminga gives them easy baskets. He's one of the few guys that can attack the paint with Will. In fact, early in the game, it was almost like he saw Kevin Durant and took that as a personal challenge because there was a few plays where he just burrowed right to the rim, a slam dunk as he cut through two defenders. And, of course, being able to finish around the 10 is something that he is supremely good at right now, again, at the age of 21. So... 
you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really going to make too much of it right now. I do want to though focus on uh, what we enjoyed from this basketball game because I thought there was a lot to pull from from start to end. This was the most juice that I have felt inside of Chase Center this season. That includes a double overtime game against LeBron James. That includes a marquee victory in December against the Boston Celtics. That includes a Clay Thompson game-winning shot earlier this year against Sacramento, the only other one-point victory for the Warriors this season. What did you take from this game? 888-957-9570. God, I'm excited as it as it comes right now. Let's get out to Phil Mo. Mike, Filmo, my man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it was, it was, it was some energy in the in the air. I think I really do believe the Niners championship Super Bowl win that's coming tomorrow had definitely had something to do with it. I'm proud of Curry. He did what he was supposed to do. Hey, Pajinski, I was down Pajinski. But he has the chance to be a very, very great player. And I said great. Real talk. I believe, I, I'm going to tell Bonte Hill this. I think he could be a great player for real. He just mm-hmm. stay on his grind. But, man, Kaminga, hell of a player. Curry, and then Draymond at the end. For all y'all that's hating on Draymond and down Draymond, that's why you won't and need a Draymond Green. He gonna tell KD, one of the greatest scorers in history, get the hell, take your ass back to Phoenix, Oklahoma, Golden State, New Jersey, <laughs> Maryland. It don't matter. Go home. Don't ever try to pass the ball on me. That's why you need players like Draymond Green, man. So great win. Keep doing your thing. The producer, he's one hell of a guy. I know y'all gonna be clowning tomorrow when the Niners win thirty to ten. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Let's go Warriors all day. Thanks, Philmo. Yeah, he's the man. I hope he's having a heck of a night wherever he's headed. Look, I mean, I think off the Super Bowl, Steve Kerr was wearing a a 49ers zip-up in his pregame press conference. And I don't know if that kind of winning energy and the clutch performances that the Niners had on their route to a hopeful Super Bowl win tomorrow have kind of uh, infiltrated Chase Center. You know, what was it? uh, A couple of... It was last week after, right right before the road trip, I guess. Um, I forget which game it was, but the Niners were showing up in droves to support the Golden State Warriors, and it was that that Philly game. That's right. It was the Philly game on Tuesday, January 30th, in which you know Brandon Ayuk was there, Debo Samuel. Uh, I think the, most of, if not all, the defensive linemen outside of Nick Bosa. You had Javon Kinlaw. Eric Armstead, Chase Young was in the building. Trent Williams had a personalized jersey in the back, and Joe Laca was toasting to the Niners. No, I mean, Barry team's got a lot of love for each other, man, and I'm just glad to see them playing at their best. And now I know the Warriors are a 500 team, and the Niners are playing for the Super Bowl, but it doesn't mean that right now things aren't exciting from a Bay Area sports perspective here in the Bay, whether it's the Niners, whether it's the Warriors off their best win of the season, Time to hear from you. 888-957-9570. Let's go out to Menlo Park. Bring on Justin. Justin, my man, how are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? What a win. What a win. Boy, you're telling me. What do you got? So I was I was at the game tonight, actually. I'm driving home down the 101. Awesome. Um, it was uh, first first game of the season. I obviously lucked into it. So uh, I like, feel, feel really blessed to be at that game. But a couple things. So 
first of all, uh, a lot of a lot of people have hit on this before, but the the Pajemski three in the corner in the fourth quarter, that was such an important shot, and the way he played all game, like it was just very important. That was like it was it was cool to see that. So that was one thing. Um, the next thing, GP2's presence was just mm. so felt throughout the entire game. It was just very felt. The 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 backhand dunk. Uh, I forget if that was the second quarter or third quarter, but that was just, like, brought so much energy and just, like, his whole presence throughout the game. Um, but the other thing is Quinones. Quinones brought so much energy while watching the game and, like, little plays here and there. And I just – I love that Steve Kerr is sort of going out of his shell a little and, like, he's historically been this go-to-the-veterans guy, but he's he's now kind of going to these other guys, and I love that he's doing this because – Sarge is struggling. Sarge is really struggling, and I think these other guys have started to step up and making a big impact, and Steve Kerr is sort of embracing them and turning a new leaf, and I think it's it's making the energy change, making just like the, 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 the turn of the guard, but at the same time mm-hmm. letting people play, and it's, all of that together is, is creating good vibes, and, man, this win just felt good, so... Um, thanks for taking the call, and uh, just great win, great win. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, and I'm glad you enjoyed the game. I was actually sitting next to a media member that was covering the Warriors at Chase Center for the first time, and was talking to him before. And you know, he was obviously excited to be there, but I was just kind of we were discussing it. And my my thought was basically like, I know the Niners are playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow. A lot of Bay Area media members are, of course, in Las Vegas to cover the team, but if you're going to be at a game like this quietly was the one to go to even beforehand, because, and this is another reason why I felt like it was the best win of the season, because the buildup was appropriate. Like the billing was justified. The golden state warriors had won four or five on the road. They'd won five of six. The two losses before were by a point. You could very easily make the case the Warriors are playing their best basketball after finding a new starting lineup, after getting Draymond Green back, and after Steve Kerr's willingness to inject and infuse this this kind of youthful movement um, along with, with the OGs. So they're playing their best basketball. On the other side, I don't know if people really understood just how good the Phoenix Suns had been playing, and I think are, because they have finally found their vision for their big three. Beal, Booker, and Durant are playing a 55-win pace when they're on the floor together when they start. And Kevin Durant had been shooting, I think this has been his most efficient shooting season this year. Devin Booker's been throwing up 30-8 and eight on the regular. Bradley Beal's had a 40-point game. And this is a Suns team that was 12-3 and three in their last 15, entering the game with wins against the likes of Milwaukee. Um, I think they had five wins over playoff-bound teams currently as slaughtered on their ledger. Meanwhile, the Golden State Warriors, and, and this was kind of a point too, Coming in, you know, the the road trip is, however you slice it up, if you think the opponents were good, if you think they were bad, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is, the Warriors prior to tonight were 10-22 and 22 against teams 500 and above. Like, one thing they have done is quietly take care of business against the bottom feeders. They've beaten teams that have been bad. They're 14-3, and three, which is actually better than the Phoenix Suns in terms of winning percentage against teams below 500, where they could not break through for whatever reason has been teams that have positioned themselves in the playoffs, teams that are above 500. 
and their now 11-22 and record against those types of teams is still not good, but that's why there was, I don't want to say a concern, but a question of, okay, the Warriors went on the road, they got four of five. They've also had a five-game win streak before. They also were 5-1 and one to start the season, and yet they fell back into losing ways. How could they take the momentum and the stability and the consistency and the balance that they found on the road and bring it home to Chase Center in a marquee matchup on a nationally televised uh, platform against the maybe the hottest team in the league outside of Cleveland, against Kevin Durant, against Devin Booker, against Bradley Beal? How could they turn what we saw on the road into a feasible, constructive letter letter W. And I know it took a last-second shot from Stephen Curry to do so, and I understand that it took contributions everywhere to get a one-point win, but that is a significant one-point win. That is as significant of a one-point victory as I have witnessed across the league this season because of the storylines built into it, because of where the Warriors believe that they are headed, also because of the looming decisions they chose not to make at the deadline. They chose to go all in on this team. They chose, based on what they've seen over the last now 10 games, that the new starting lineup with Draymond Green back, with Curry playing at the efficient level on offense that he has, with the emerging talents like Brandon Pajemski, obviously Jonathan Kaminga, who's a mainstay now, all of this wrapped together was a reason why the Golden State Warriors did not make a move at the trade deadline to acquire a player. Instead, they sent off one that, yes, you know, has been in and out, but they chose to go all in on this team, on these 13 men, and of course getting Gary Payton the second back here tonight was huge, but they chose this group to be the one that they rode or died with, and tonight was a massive test against a very good Phoenix Suns team that they beat, and I know it came down to the wire, but that's why, in my opinion, it was the best win of the season and a significant win as the Warriors try and turn this corner now back at 500. Let's get back to the calls, 888-957-9570, and let's go to, who's been hanging on here? I apologize. We got full lines right now. Let's get out to Mark in Milbray. Mark in Milbray, what's up, man? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. So, man, coming back from from the game, that place was absolutely insane tonight. What a what a damn game, especially with uh, KD back. Uh, the Suns are playing incredible basketball. They've, they've been the hottest team uh, in in the league, not only the West. Uh, and for the Warriors to pull that out like they did, man, I'm gonna. You were saying earlier, I was listening as I was coming back from the game. I'm still gonna put that Boston game ahead of this one, just slight edge. I mean, we're parceling. You know, just minute emotion. But remember, that one was without Draymond. They were down huge, and Boston was rolling at that point. Mm-hmm. And remember, they had to storm back in the fourth quarter from a huge deficit. But this game is right up there. Um, to, to pull that off like they did tonight, Curry, obviously, the dude is just continues to amaze at this point in his career. It's just incredible. And, and we were we had to hold on there. At the, I thought, man, that was a shooting foul they were going to call. Luckily, they didn't call that game, but there's so many big plays down the stretch. And besides Curry, Kaminga just continuing to to, to thrive like he is. Pajemski, just his this this rookie has no fear with the way he's playing. Mm. Gary Payton too, having him back, this is so massive. The heart and soul, obviously his defense, but the energy he brings on both ends of the court, you see the difference he makes. They're not winning tonight's game without him, so this was monster for the Warriors. They needed this one. They got it. And if, if they could finish strong here, as you said, coming into uh, the All-Star break, they got three more games here. 
this is one of three left here. Now you got Clippers and Utah, but just a hell of a game, man. Dub Nation really brought the energy tonight. Incredible. And Curry, man, you are the GOAT. Hats mm-hmm. off. We are not worthy. Thanks for the time, man. Great win. And looking forward for them finishing strong and really get that playoff stock going because the way they're rolling right now, look out for the rest of the uh, the Western. Thanks for the time. Appreciate the call. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. Look, we're, we're kind of parsing victories. I would put this above Boston. I know they didn't have Draymond for that game, so this seeing kind of the the full picture of what Golden State can be was was significant to me. And maybe that's the word, you know, not best. Uh, significant win in my mind because of what it meant, what it affirmed, and how they got it done. Also in the Boston game, I don't believe Chris Dapps Porzingis was available for Boston that night, uh, just to kind of give a contextual factor. So, you know, I... Like, that was a a massive comfort behind when I think they were down 16 in the second half of that game. Here tonight, this was just a damn good basketball game. Like, anybody watching that game, and it that's what made, honestly, the, the Lakers' loss really difficult to stomach, is that was also an incredible basketball game. It's just that the Warriors ended up on the losing side. Just the way I'm sure if there's any Phoenix Suns fans, uh, the three that are listening to this program, whether it's on the Odyssey app, uh, on their... FM dials, or if it's on, you know, YouTube powered by First NorCal Credit Union, they're probably feeling like crap right now because they felt like that was a great game in which they came out on the wrong side of. Another thing that I I thought was significant about this game, and maybe as the whole team, I thought, you know, I I mean, I guess you you could always pinpoint one or two players, but they got contributions everywhere. Like, this wasn't a game in which Curry just put the team on his back and went for 50, or this wasn't a game in which they outscored the Phoenix Suns. One thing I I pointed out in our pregame programming, I know that offensively both of these teams had been extremely good coming in. The Warriors, four of the last five games, had shot 55% or best from the floor. The only other team to do that in recent memory this season was the team they played tonight, the Phoenix Suns. In fact, they'd done it twice in a five-game stretch in the last month alone. So the Suns were firing on all cylinders coming into this game. Golden State was playing its best offensive basketball in terms of shooting, and I thought that defensively is, I mean, yes, Curry had the game winner. They came up with some clutch baskets. They played well, but defensively, this isn't a game that I think the Warriors win a month ago because Phoenix is a team that can shoot the hell out of the basketball. They shot 45% tonight. This is a team that is third best in the NBA in terms of field goal percentage, and they shot well below that this evening. Meanwhile, the Warriors, they knocked down 17 threes. They shot 42.5% from downtown, mostly because of Steph Curry. But defensively, they had to lock in in order to keep guys in check, like Kevin Durant, who they forced into a 10 of 26 night from the floor. He got 24 points on 26 shots. They forced Devin Booker, I thought really in the first half, they kind of bottled him up, and a lot of that was because of Andrew Wiggins, Um, but someone like Grayson Allen, who's a near 50% three-point shooter, two of six, I thought they got hands in his face. Bradley Beal, seven of 16 for 15 points. The major players on the Phoenix Suns, and I guess this is the one knock on them for people who are wondering if they're championship or or title contenders, they are extremely top-heavy. And the Warriors, I thought, did a really good job. Even though Booker got busy down the stretch of the game, they made the best players or the top scorers for this Phoenix Suns team all work for whatever they got. There's a few possessions in that in that first half, and I felt like the Warriors were locked in right from the start. But you know, whether it was Pajemski, really Pajemski and GP2 on the defensive end of the floor, those guys were flying around like freaking madmen. I mean, GP2's getting on the deck. Pajemski drew another charge uh, this evening. 
I mean, those guys know where to be. The rotations, they don't get caught up. And even when a possession is extremely frenetic, this is just on the defensive side of the floor, they find ways to put their mitts in or around the basketball or on or around the basketball, and they find a way to get it done when it matters most on the defensive side. Uh, we're going to step aside to get our things uh, settled a little bit here. On the other side, though, we're going to hear from you at 888-957-9570. We're going to listen to Steve Kerr. We'll be taking more of your calls, and make sure to hit that Comcast Business text line, YouTube chat. I see you powered by First NorCal Credit Union, but we got to hit a break here, so we'll step aside, be back on the other side. More Warriors wrap-up with Evan Giddings after the Warriors defeat the Phoenix Suns 113-112, to courtesy of a Curry game winner. More of your calls ahead on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Three point three to go. Warriors down 112-110. Pajemski. Bounce pass over to Curry, steps and fires a three, it's up and good! He hit it! Point seven to go! Curry! Just wheeled to the right, about a 28-footer. Nothing but net. 113 to 112 Warriors, the Suns call their final timeout with point seven. Wow! And that is your extending the three-point line highlight, courtesy of Tim Roy. A fantastic call for a fantastic finish from an all-timer, Stephen Curry. Brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenhealth.com. Evan Giddings with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. Still taking your calls at 888-957-9570. This from the Comcast Business Text Line 352. Warriors have hit their stride and are making their playoff run. From the 309, Chef Curry is the GOAT and still MVP of the league from the 5-1-0 another clutch game what is the record now well it's two and three in games decided by one point I believe that was their 36th clutch game of the season uh from the 7-1-8 no I'm not gonna stick it to Steiny. okay that's my guy even though I'm sure you can hear from him on Monday I'll be on the Super Bowl by the way so we'll be re- re- reacting to that on Monday and if you want to call and give him some flack you'll feel free to do that on Tuesday but we love that guy just had a great time in Las Vegas with him and uh, I'm still riding high off of that but who's been riding high off of this kind of game was Draymond Green and I think it is unquestionable uh, to, to not label him the hardest worker of the game. Brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. 
And one of the reasons he was working hard, not just not just on the box score, not just on the defensive side of the court, but you can tell that Draymond Green has been doing some work on himself because I think that before his suspension, and I'm not saying Draymond Green's a changed man, and we'll see if and when he you know, falls into something unfortunate. He did have his first technical foul, by the way, uh, nine games, I believe, after he got back from his suspension, but... Someone like Yusuf Nurkic was trying to get him to blow his lid the entire night. Like, he was trying to get Draymond Green ejected from that game, I felt. He was trying to poke him. He was trying to prod him. And that's what Yusuf Nurkic Nurkic does. He's an instigator. And, in fact, after the game, I just read that he tried to instigate even further, basically saying, quote, Draymond Green has learned nothing. And... Here's the full quote. It's sad. He didn't learn anything. Just a matter of time. He's going to hit somebody else again. Take back everything I said. He don't deserve a chance. Well, I think that's someone that's speaking after a hard loss. I think that's someone that's speaking after someone who um, got the better of them this evening. And I think it's also someone who might have you know, wanted to say a few things he didn't get off his chest the first time. I thought this was a guy that was rooting for other players in the league, and instead Yusuf Nurkic um, is going to be running his mouth, and I'm sure if the Warriors have a chance to meet with the Suns in the postseason, we're going to see a similar type of matchup between Draymond and Yusuf. All I know is that Yusuf Nurkic brought the best out of Draymond Green tonight, and Draymond has made a career of internalizing and then manifesting that type of energy that he feeds off of, for whether it's an opponent, whether it's a crowd. And it doesn't always, of course, exude itself in the right manner, but tonight, tonight, he channeled it in the right direction in a winning manner that helped the Warriors pick up a close one-point victory. I believe maybe not the best win of the season, so I appreciate everyone chiming in on that, but I would say the most significant win of the season to date in the manner they got it, the context surrounding it all, Draymond being a big part of it, Curry's clutch shot with .7 seconds left to go, and everything else wrapped into this game was absolutely fantastic. Let's get back to the phone lines, though. 888-957-9570. Matt's out in San Jose. Matt, my man, how are you? Hey, what's going on today, Evan? I'm doing really good. I just uh, hit that thumbs-up button on YouTube. Thank I'm you. I'm on the Instagram. I just put... I just put the heart button on there. How are you doing tonight? Oh, man, I, I could not be better. Again, it was an unbelievable crowd at Chase Center this evening. I'm very lucky to be in attendance for that, and I, I hope that you enjoyed the game as well. I did. I watched it, and it was having a great time um, pre-Super Bowl, so just enjoying those vibes. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, earlier this season, I had, a couple, I had one question. Earlier mm-hmm. this season, me and you talked about um, if Kaminga could – my argument was that if Kaminga can stop with the three-point shot instead of taking three, four, or five of those a game, if he can attack the paint, attack the paint, and attack the paint, I believe that he could become a 25-point-per-game player. He's getting closer to that number, and he's shooting less threes. I think tonight he only had one. Can you go ahead and speak on that, and, and what are your thoughts about Jonathan Kaminga and his rise? Well, rise is absolutely the right word to use, and I don't think it necessarily has come out of nowhere. I think it's been bubbling. I think it's been essentially waiting to burst. You know, just uh, the, the rope is what was necessary because clearly this guy is is on a great developmental track. I mean, if you told me at age 21 that Jonathan Kaminga would be at the point where he is averaging now over, I believe, a 12-game period, um, if not longer, 20 or more points on – north of 50% shooting, and he's impacting winning. Most importantly, he's impacting winning. 
I would tell you that is a fantastic place to be in the third year of a career. Now, does that mean that he's going to go on and be a perennial all-star? Who's to say? But the fact that he's taken this kind of leap so soon, in my opinion, I think this is still relatively young, actually very young, in his career. Though it hasn't come along as quickly as people would like, I think Jonathan Kaminga can be a guy that could average 25 in the league. No, is that going to be for for the Warriors this season or next season? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, But the fact, again, is that Kaminga is giving them energy on both ends of the floor, and he's attacking the rim. He's rebounding. Uh, I guess maybe the one thing that tonight he left a little bit to be um, wanted is at the free throw line, but that's going to come. So, (laughs) no pun intended. So, Jonathan Kaminga, I think, is right on track, and I understand people that wanted this sooner, but I think he has done a fantastic job. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go to one of my favorite places in the world, if not the favorite, the East Bay. Shelly, what's up? How are you, Shelly? I'm fine. I'm sitting in a new tiki bar in Orinda, and I was at the game tonight for my birthday, and it was so brilliant. But there's like one thing that plagued me, and it was like Clay Thompson's performance, and I I think he looks a little depressed. What do you think? Well, first of all, Shelly, happy birthday. Uh, That is first and foremost. I'm glad the Warriors picked up a W for you. And I, I think it's actually a day maybe two days after Clay Thompson's birthday. There's a lot of birthdays in the Warriors around this time. I think Kevon Looney was close. Clay Thompson just turned 34. Anyways, you're right. Clay Thompson did not have a great game shooting, though this is what I'll say about Clay. And I don't know. People have called me a, a Clay defender and whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, Clay Thompson, though he was 2 of 10, this might have been the best Clay poor shooting game that I've seen. Like, Klay Thompson, when he usually goes 2-for-10, shoots the Warriors out of basketball games. Now, you could say, well, Evan, you know, if, they, if Curry doesn't make that shot, we're talking about a Clay may have shot him out of a basketball game. Uh, number one, I think we've seen now three times in the last five games Kerr not close with Clay. So, Clay Thompson is in a potential pivot point in his career. I don't think he's a necessity to closing games anymore. And in fact, with the way Pajemski's been playing, I wouldn't be surprised if Pods continues to close games for the Warriors. But what I'll say about Clay Thompson, and this was felt really by the entire team right off the back, right off the bat of the game, but I thought he was a part of setting the tone in that first quarter. Because what has been a big um I guess, critique of Klay Thompson being in the starting lineup. In fact, my partner Dan Devone earlier today on Warriors This Week said it. One of the reasons that he, Dan Devone, would transition Klay out of the starting lineup is because the Warriors typically don't start well. Well, tonight, they did. And I thought Klay Thompson, though he didn't make shots, was a big part of it because of the overall defensive intensity. I talked to Steve Kerr before the game at his pregame presser and asked what the reasoning for the increased pace, the playing with you know, an, a more of an up-tempo type of attitude that's led to, I mean, seven of their last ten games being victories. And he said it all starts on the defensive end of the floor, and it includes... A you know kind of a, a synchronicity, a chemistry being out there, and I thought Clay, who was matched up on Kevin Durant, by the way, right from the get go, I thought was engaged. We saw two strips. Now we also saw him get backdoored, and I think he had a turnover. But defensively, he was he looked like on ball, um, a much better Clay Thompson defensively than we've seen for the majority of this year. So I will give him credit tonight because though he only scored five points, um, I thought the way that the Warriors won this game was clutch shot making 
and defense and energy. And those are all things that Klay Thompson brought outside of, of course, the clutch shot making because he wasn't in the game. But I thought he complimented what they did well. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to make this about you know Clay not playing well or. I guess Sharich and Looney also didn't play well. Trace Jackson Davis I thought was fine, but the backup bigs behind Drake kind of got taken advantage of. And for that reason, um, you know, maybe there's something on the buyout market that they might be able to look at, but that's neither here nor there. Again, I don't want to take away from the rest of what everyone else did. Uh, so let's keep this thing rolling at 888 Go to FP, who's in the office. The office. Is that in Scranton, PA? What's going on, FP? What's going on, Evan? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. How are you? Doing good, man. I just wanted to get on here uh, and talk about, uh, or I might have been one of the guys who's been in the majority with Draymond Green even after his antics early on in the year. But uh, this guy, he's a he's a real playmaker for us, and I I I want to keep him around. I know a lot of people or a lot of noise going on especially when he was going through all that suspension stuff, trying to get him out of town and stuff, trade him and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. he makes players around him better. And uh, I think uh, he showed it tonight uh, with Kaminga and Wiggins the last few games. They're playing great with him. And then uh, for him to get in with GP2, it was nice to see him get 11 points. And some of those had to do with Draymond Green just feeding him the ball. So, again, uh, Draymond, man, he's our guy, man. I think uh, he's a warrior for life. Hopefully, uh, you know, we keep away from all the crazy stuff and and uh, we can uh, make a little run here going on. Thanks for having Thank me you. on. Cheers. No, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for, for calling in. I, I'm glad you enjoyed the game. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Draymond Green's performance because I did as well. Um, I thought that tonight was a prime example of – what happens when Draymond Green effectively walks the tightrope? And what I mean by that is a game in which he is obviously emotionally charged, and in fact there's a player across from him on the other side that is actively trying to incite him, that is trying to enrage him, and Draymond, he doesn't do it all the time, and he clearly hasn't done it as much as he has in the past this season because he's been suspended for you know 20-ish games, but... Tonight, he found a way to channel that fire in the direction that has made him beloved by Golden State Warriors fans. And I mean, you know, coming up with that final, of course, stop at the end of the game, you know, screaming at Kevin Durant, all of which in the context of basketball, again, and it doesn't always happen. Sometimes when he's on the road, he goes at other fans. Sometimes he, I think, maybe goes over the top and... You know, the antics apply to other players. But tonight, I thought was the perfect balance of, of the yin and yang, of the fire and, and, and non. Like, Draymond Green was so unbelievably energetic and active. And the Chase Center crowd fed off of that. And I thought that they also improved and, and kind of uh, charged him up. I mean, Draymond Green this evening, you may look at the, the stat line, and this is a classic Draymond Green game. You know, 15 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 of them offensive, was 7 of 9 from the floor, hit 1-3. Of course, he always hit one in the first half. Still, by the way, has not hit a 3-pointer in the second half this season. Something to know. So, I think that Draymond, you know, like he's... He's always going to try and, and initiate and create, and this evening against Phoenix, he was paramount. 
he was probably the second most important player in the game, as I think he still is to this team. You know, I I, I know at points he, he what Atlanta. I, I don't think he played particularly well uh, on the road, but you know he's going to have up and downs. Like Draymond Green is, it might be the reason why the Warriors have a ceiling. But Draymond Green's the second best player in this basketball team. Those are facts. I'm sorry. Like I know that Wing uh, Kaminga has emerged. That Wiggins is starting to play more consistently. Um, I don't know. Some people might have thought that Chris Paul, before he went down, was yeah, at times their second best player, and may have looked at it at points. But but Draymond Green, for what he does on both ends of the floor, is the best player on this this team, not named Stephen Curry. And I think he's proved that. And I think statistically, looking at the defense, they have also shown themselves to be since Draymond Green's return. The combination of Wiggins and Kaminga have been plus 74 and 164 minutes coming in. Their defensive rating in the last six games is a 107, nine games below league average. Like, that's all the Draymond Green effect. And Yusuf Nurkic got the best out of him tonight. I don't think he meant to. I think he was trying to get under his skin. He was trying to get in his head. And right from the start, when Draymond gets tied up underneath, he has a chance to get that first tech. It was Klay Thompson that came over and slapped the ball out of Nurkic's hand and got teed up. Next possession, Draymond drops an offensive foul and is talking about how he's in Nurkic's head. Those are the type of games that Dray can play better than most. And when he's in the right space and when he's not going over the line, that is the, the perfect combination of... Of, of yin and yang with Draymond Green. So I, I thought we got the best out of him tonight. We saw the best out of him tonight. Um, and, of course, Curry put put a close on this thing. Taking a look at the Comcast business text line from the 415. Uh, didn't deserve the tech. I think he's talking about Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond was going to get a tech at some point in this game, whether it was then, whether it was later. I think some of it had to do with maybe frustrations with the referees, but also just the frustration with, with Nurkic, who he play better than like and he also had he had a line after the game as I'm seeing things kind of leak out from social media that you can't be a nothing defender if you're gonna do that and he's talking about back and forth taunts that is a that's a bar from Draymond who I think also said that Nurkic could ride out on the same horse he rode in on he's fantastic at the podium um, of course when he's winning but uh, Draymond was awesome tonight and from the 5-6-2, Curry and Kaminga have been the best duo in the league the last month. Offensively, they have looked extremely good together. And the fact that Kaminga is able to attack the paint is a perfect complement for Curry when things begin to open up. I don't think it's a coincidence that the combination of Draymond with Kaminga being the interior presence at the rim that he has been has also kind of been around Steph Curry shooting the hell out of the basketball the last 10 games, near 50%, and he's made now 23s in his last two games, 9 tonight, 11, of course, against the Pacers. So everything right now looks like the Warriors are trending in the right direction. And one of the guys that, of course, is... A big uh, key to that is the head coach, Steve Kerr. And after the game, he was able to catch up with Carrick Berth of NBC Bay Area, and here's what he had to say. Steve, you guys are down two. 3.3 seconds left. You have the timeout. You're drawing up the play. It had to go to Steph, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a really smart guy, you know. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, I, nobody else thought of it. And so I went into the huddle and I said, maybe we should throw the ball to Steph. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, what a brilliant idea. So that's how it went. It's why you have nine rings. I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Jordan, Duncan, Steph. Yeah, yep. just get the ball to those guys. You're going to win a lot. Very good. Hey, uh, one of the things we were watching in this game was Draymond Green and Nurkic. Uh, what did you think of the chippiness between them and how Draymond handled that? I loved it. I loved it. That's what this is about. It's the highest level competition uh, in the world. There's great respect between those two guys. Um, Nurkic is a hell of a player. Um, Draymond's a Hall of Famer. Um, they're going at it. And... Um, you know, a little trash talk never hurt anybody. How was GP2's return? He was great. GP, uh, he made an impact immediately with his defense. Um, you know, he got a dunk on the first play. He was out there on a pick and roll. Um, his speed and and burst is just um, electrifying. And our fans feel it. And he changes the game when he gets out there. What do you think about being 500 right now and putting t- at a 500 average and winning four straight games? Well, you know, it's been... Uh, a difficult season in a lot of ways, but we know we have a really good team, but um, we're starting to put it together. You can see the defense improving dramatically. And as the defense gets better, we're going to start winning more of these close games. The ones we were losing earlier in the season, I think we're going to start closing um, because when the defense is better and you can get stops um, and then you've got a lot of firepower with Steph and Clay and others, um, you got a great chance to close games. It feels like this is what you've been saying this season, your belief in the team that it will start to turn around. Do you see that belief? They can see it themselves now in the they locker room. They feel it, yeah, yeah. They feel it. And, and you know, you, you just always have to remember the, these NBA seasons are marathons. They're not sprints. And uh, so you have to embrace the ups and downs and keep the big picture in mind. Uh, where do you have to get better? Um, what are the lineup combinations that are working? This year has been interesting for us because we've got a lot of young guys who are emerging. Uh, and so trying to find the, the right combinations has been challenging, but I think we're finding uh, a good groove right now. Thank you, Steve. All right. Thanks, Kara. And that is Steve Kerr after the Warriors defeat the Phoenix Suns 113-112 to here at Chase Center. The win moves them back to 500 at 25-25. They have won 7 of 10. They, of course, have won four in a row. And they have won five, pardon me, now six of their last seven games. So they are absolutely playing their best basketball in terms of wins and losses since the beginning of the season. And in fact, even uh, beyond that, right? Because they were six and two at the beginning of the year. They were five and one. And it was just fantastic. So, you know, here we we got a couple minutes left. If you want to get a call in, um, I do want to take a break. And I have some final thoughts on the other side. So we'll take a quick break at uh, about the top of the hour and get back on track here. But an unbelievable game for the Golden State Warriors. And if you have some thoughts on it, I do want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. This from the 408. What do you make of Nurkic's postgame comments about Green? Went on that uh, for for a second. I I think that Draymond was... (laughs) I thought it was in his head. I mean, plain and simple. I thought that he was in Yusuf Nurkic's head, and he should be. Yusuf Nurkic is not nearly in the same stratosphere as a defensive player, as someone who impacts the game offensively. Draymond Green's going to the Hall of Fame. Yusuf Nurkic is, at some point in his career, going back to Serbia. So that that's kind of the way that I see it. And I thought that Nurkic was salty about what Draymond may or may not have gotten away with. But that's called basketball. And as Steve Kerr said after the game, that is a competitive playoff type of atmosphere and one in which I look forward to seeing, hopefully down the line again. Because I think that whether it's a rivalry, whether it's one-sided, whether it's just two guys going at it like they tend to do and like Draymond tends to do, 
Uh, that's something that I want to see more of because I thought the energy was palpable in the arena tonight, maybe more so than at any point in the season outside of a couple of overtime games, one against Boston, one against Los Angeles, and this, of course, is a game in which they win by a point against the Phoenix Suns. Before we hit that break, though, I do want to sneak Shaka and Berkeley in, who's on his way to Vegas. Shaka, you on your way to the Super Bowl? What's up, my man? Yes, sir, man. What's going on, man? Oh, man, that was a beautiful <laughs> game, man. Evan, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for calling in. Good to hear from you, Shaka. Oh, yeah, I'm on my way, man. Hey, um, man, man Draymond Green, man, is a basketball savant, man. He, he he was in the man here from the beginning. He makes everybody better, man. He, you see Gary Payton gets 11 points. He make, he's making Kaminga. Kaminga, preparing him with Draymond, oh, man, the advantages of that in his career, he's one of the luckiest men, luckiest men on earth, man, because he's going to get easy buckets, man. And uh, I like the energy of this team, man. The youngsters, man, they're getting rebounds. They're falling on the ground, getting the ball. The whole everything has changed, man, and we we won we won seven out of ten. But look, we should have won in Atlanta, and we should have beat the Lakers. So we should be nine out of ten. So we we up and going, man. So I'm just I just had to I had to tap in, man. Guru just got we was just on social media talking, man. He agreed with me. The Warriors are on the upswing, man. So I, I'll see y'all when I get back. I don't I don't know one thing. All I know is one thing. I don't know who's gonna win tomorrow. I hope for the 49ers fans that the 49ers win. But I know I got you. Utah are going to get beat down. Thanks, Shaka. Right. Appreciate the call. Have fun in Vegas, but not too much fun. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's take a break. Come back on the other side. Any more of your calls will fit in for sure. 888-957-9570. Evan Giddings with you on 95.7 The Game. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. We're going to step aside be right back after this to conclude the Warriors and the Suns. Most significant win, in my opinion, of the season. And I'll tell you why on the other side on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Oh, just an amazing game of basketball played tonight at Chase Center, one in which the Warriors defeat the Phoenix Suns 113-112. Stephen Curry with the coup de grace with .7 seconds left on the clock, throws in a 30-footer off a beautiful inbounds pass from Brandon Bajemski. Draymond Green gets the best of Yusuf Nurkic. Jonathan Kaminga posts 20 points or more for his 13th game this season. Andrew Wiggins uh, defends at a high level this evening. Brandon Pajemski plays 34 minutes and includes, of course, that final look off the bench. Gary Payton the second in his return was magnetic and magnificent in front of a Chase Center crowd whose energy was just off the charts throughout the night. It was a magnificent performance for the Warriors and a marquee victory on national television for them. As we continue on here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game, Evan Giddings with you. Thank you to our YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Everyone chiming in. A fantastic community that we have cultivated here in Golden State. And a win like this is really a win that everyone has been, I think, fiending for this season. Again, if you feel like the Boston win was a, a, a better win, right, because of you know the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, at the time, Draymond Green was suspended. Um, the Celtics looked like you know a near unbeatable opponents. If if you feel like that was the best win of the season, I I will hear you, and I well I don't want to split hairs. But to me, this game tonight was the most significant win of the season thus far because 
of everything that had been building for the Golden State Warriors, you look at, of course, the four or five road trip. That's something that hadn't happened since 2018-19. You look at the six wins now in the last seven games. That's their best stretch of basketball this season. You look at, in addition to the one-point losses to SAC in Los Angeles, the overtime loss to Atlanta, this is a team that very easily could be 10-0 in their last 10 games, all, of course, off of Draymond Green returning from suspension, the unfortunate tragic passing of Dejan Milojevic, um, the new starting lineup rounding into form. So the Warriors being able to overcome the adversity, of course, of something that happened off the court, but also forming an identity finally. And I'm not saying that this is the end-all, be-all, because, again, they're a 500 team. They are officially in the play-in and the 10 spot right now in the Western Conference. But with two games coming up against the Utah Jazz, with the Clippers also on the horizon before the All-Star break, I felt like this was a game to show not only the nation but themselves what they had been working towards, what they had been building. You could kind of nitpick some of the opponents they played on the road trip. You cannot nitpick a single thing about this game as far as decrediting what the Warriors did in a victory against the Phoenix Suns. Curry, clutch when he needs to be. Draymond Green, an absolute force and an energizer bunny on the defensive end and the offensive side, maintaining his composure in a high you know, high-octane kind of game I thought was extremely impressive. Brandon Pajemski, again, continuing to do all the little things necessary to win. The Warriors as a team, including Andrew Wiggins picking up Devin Booker right off the rip following picking up Maxie and Halliburton, defending at a high level, and then Jonathan Kaminga continuing to do what he does and emerging as a secondary offensive force for this team. That's the kind of win that's significant from the sense of, yes, the macro and the schedule gets you back to where you need to be, gets you into playing contention, but also puts the rest of the league on notice that this is a potential dark horse that you do not want to see down the stretch of the season because everyone was wondering when the Warriors were going to figure out, when they were going to put this thing together. And it feels like finally they've begun to do that. We wondered earlier this morning on Warriors this week if the Warriors had turned a corner. I feel like this is the kind of win in the significance of turning that corner, taking a five-game road trip that was successful, taking now over the course of 10 games, seven out of those 10 games have now become victories. This looks like a team that can make some noise. We were wondering about that really all the way up until about the turn of the, the month of January into February because, and this is another part of it too, this now marks in the month of February five wins in six games. That's is something you cannot say until all the way back, or you got to go all the way back to October to find a month in which the Warriors had been a 500 or better team for a month. And that month, again, was only five games. So, you know, if the Warriors fall off a cliff, I don't think they will. Um, we're going to be having a very different conversation at the end of this month, but it looks like this is the time in which the Warriors, right before the All-Star break, right before another pause and a chance to rest before the final stretch run of the season, finally have something building towards a culmination of the work that they've been putting in, being able to get the veterans on track with the young guys, being able to have Steve Kerr give rope to all of the, the players deserving in order to be in games. Again, Clay Thompson did not close for the third time in five games. Brandon Pachemski's in the final line. Lineup. Jonathan Kaminga is able to impact games in a winning manner.
age 21. Curry's still playing at a very high level. Draymond Green is clearly still the defensive heartbeat of this team and this group and this franchise. And everything that we thought Wiggins was trending out of the way of, he seems to be reclaiming as far as someone that can be a two-way player, as someone that can be at least a consistent offensive threat. And all of that put together may not be a championship, you know, a, t- a title team at this point, but something that you can see and that you can hold on to, you can finally grasp from, you know, a physical standpoint in terms of the letter W. Like, we could say that the Warriors were finding themselves and were building identity and were getting good individual performances throughout the season, but again, you look up and before the, the last road trip, they were four games below 500, even with the win to end that homestand. Now they find themselves at 500 just a couple of weeks later, and that is a great place to be right before the All-Star break. So again, they're going to have to build on this. They got three more important games coming up against Utah twice on the road, as well as the Clippers at home, but three opponents that are in the West that they can use to get that conference record to where it needs to be. Again, it's just the 11th win of the season for the Warriors against a team above 500, but it is a sign that these are wins that might be coming with more frequency, that are wins in which they can finally say, hey, we put together a clutch performance, a defensive-driven type of you know game in which we've already been playing defense, quite frankly, but against one of the elite offenses in basketball. And again, the Phoenix Suns had been playing maybe the second best of, of, of any team in the league outside of the Cleveland Cavaliers. That was a scorching hot Phoenix Suns group that the Warriors beat tonight. So a very impressive win, a significant win for the Warriors, and I think well put by the 5-3-4 in the Comcast Business text line. Warriors were left for dead and are now back into legit playoff contention. They're in concrete play in contention. They are the 10th seed right now, and they also got themselves to an even conference record with the Utah Jazz, which you know might not seem like anything now, but down the line, if you're looking at tiebreakers, that does become significant. Anytime the Warriors can pick up a win against a Western Conference opponent, that is something that obviously you'd love to do, but it becomes important the further we get and the deeper we get into this season. So for them to get a win, of course, in the fashion they did, Curry hitting the, the buzzer beater, or sorry, the game winner, that was obviously incredible. The ceiling blew off the top of Chase Center, um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's also just significant for what you need to put yourself in the best possible position for the playoffs, or maybe even play in. If you're trying to get that home game, if you're trying to get a 7 or an 8 seed, which can be huge because then you don't have to win and in twice, well then, this type of win could come back to help you. A win against Utah once, if not twice, could come back to help you at the end of the season. So that is very significant as well. 888-957-9570 if there's any final calls Happy to take them as well. And of course, uh, also a reminder that, yes, the Super Bowl is tomorrow. And one of our very own, of course, our network coordinator, Sterling Bennett, along with Mark Grandy, are going to be doing a pregame, going to be doing postgame. you got to look for the kickoff show starting at 1 o'clock. It'll be taking you up until kick, and then they'll have your overtime show after and following the 49ers' hopeful victory in Super Bowl 58 against the Chiefs. Um, so that's what's coming up on 95.7, the game tomorrow. Meanwhile, I'll also be on with Epi Santangelo tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Looking forward to that. We're going to be talking about the Niners and what they got going on. We had Shaka calling in on his way to Vegas earlier today. Other people that are flying out to Vegas, 
Maybe it's uh, later, well, I guess not later tonight, but maybe tomorrow morning. There's actually a member on the PR staff of the Warriors, my guy Keon, who has taken the first flight back tomorrow morning to Las Vegas to get out to the game. So that was something that I'd not heard before, but that's a real one that's getting out to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Was just there. It's a... Well, it's it's a heck of a town for one, but the energy there in the Bay Area, bringing the Bay Area fans out has been magnificent. And now it looks like the Warriors are beginning to do their part as well. So hopefully the good vibes continue from the Warriors to the Niners. Saw Steve Kerr in a 49ers zip-up pregame. We had Warriors players interacting with Niners players throughout this season. Had Niners players out in the last homestand after their NFC Championship win. Everyone right now is wrapping their arms around our teams here in the Bay, and it is a great time to be a sports fan because of the hope on the horizon, and ideally the Niners can capture that tomorrow. Meanwhile, the Warriors have plenty of games, now 32 left in the season, to prove why they deserve our hope our faith, our loyalty, our trust, which we've been giving them all season to finally try and figure this thing out and turn it around, and it finally appears as if that is happening. The corner is being turned by the Golden State Warriors as, again, they defeat the Phoenix Suns tonight 113-112. to They are now 25-25, and a very hopeful 500 basketball team that is moving officially into play in contention, the 10 seed in the Western Conference. Big thank you again to Sterling Bennett. Please catch him tomorrow on the pregame show as well as overtime after the 49ers Super Bowl in uh, Super Bowl 58, their game against the Chiefs. I'll be on tomorrow morning with FB Santangelo from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. talking Niners. And then, of course, we got our all of our reaction shows coming your way on Monday, 6 a.m. morning roast. I think they're actually going to be out in Vegas. Bonte and Butcher are going to the game. And then, of course, Steiny and Guru from 10 to 2. Willard and Dibs, 2 to 6. A lot of great coverage and content, as always, coming your way on 95.7 The Game, your home for Golden State Warriors basketball. But the next time you can catch your Warriors will be on Monday. Uh, another important game coming up against the Utah Jazz. That's 6 o'clock tip. I'll be on pre and post for that at 5 o'clock beginning with Warriors Live. We look forward to talking to you then. In the meantime, for Sterling Bennett, for our production staff back in the 95.7 The Game Studios, my name is Evan Giddings saying so long from Chase Center, where once again the Warriors, in one-point fashion, they get that elusive one-point victory, and they get it done against the Phoenix Suns in regulation, no doubt, courtesy of a Stephen Curry dagger. 113-112 is the final score. Appreciate everyone tuning in tonight, everyone calling, everyone texting. This is a great community that I very much enjoy interacting with, and you make this a great post-game show as well. So that'll do it for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, on 95.7 The Game. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your evening. Stay safe. Talk to you next time. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.